Hello and welcome to episode 391 of Outlandish Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. With me, I have Jeremy. 809. Justin. In a big country. Are they Australian? Or UK? Well, I mean, they were a one-hit wonder as far as I know, right? I actually have that album. It's pretty good, but I'm pretty sure they were a one-hit wonder. They were. Uh, so Who's I don't the, really know. Big country. Is the name of the band? Oh, oh. Uh, Justin, what's going on? Ah, oh, wait, this is throwing me off. <laughs> Jeremy, what's going on? Do I need to go first? Let me go first. Uh, so let's see. I finished the entire Sniper Elite series. Uh-huh. Um, I saw you playing four. I almost uh, uh, posted it on Twitter and almost said spoiler <laughs> with the picture of you playing it. Yeah. Um, well, he's tweeted. I don't about remember. It. We. Do you have? He tweeted. Do either it. of y'all have it? Did he? Uh, no, I think it was on the sale. game. No. So to get did you skip three? I don't remember no, hearing about three. I did three. Um, I think I, I was in the middle of it during the last show. On three, you have a lot more enemies than one and two. And you kind of have to sneak around every once in a while and use your silenced pistol, but it's just a situational thing. In four, it's like they tried to make it splinter cell. You can hardly ever use your sniper rifle because after you fire it four times, everybody within range of the sound hears it and starts to come after you. They don't have a silenced sniper rifle? They have silenced ammunition, but you have to silenced ammunition. Yeah, you have to buy that. They have like a little system where you get stars when you complete a mission, and you have to like buy stuff with the stars and then equip it. And when you do, it only gives you nine silenced bullets. I was thinking the other day, like surely you could build a silenced weapon with like air compression, right? It's still loud. We went so we went to Scoutorama this weekend. It's in Texarkana, uh-huh. Arkansas. Well. In Texarkana, Texas, it's like two blocks away from Arkansas. Um, what were we talking about? You talking about Scoutorama? I was yeah. talking about shooting silence. Okay, so at Scoutorama, they had these air compressors hooked up to pipes. They would fill a two-liter bottle with water and put it over the pipe, and then open the valve and shoot it, and it would go like fifty feet up into the air. But it was also very loud with the whoosh. So air compression would also be loud. I'm just surprised it's not like a, or like a, just from that. I mean, if you made it an enclosed, I don't know. Plus, I don't think you can get the air compression high enough to shoot the bullet very far. No, You're but talking I'm about a railgun, Matt? Yeah, I'm just, well, I'm just talking about like, just, I mean, like, this is, this, really is, this is a bad thing to think, but like, you feel like you could maybe get something like that onto an airplane or something, you know, like, (laughs) I'm just saying like, it doesn't, it's not a thing. Like you, you want to intellectually explore. It makes you think of, uh, I don't think they'll let you bring it on as a carry on. You you ever see the movie in the line of fire? No, it's the Clint Eastwood, John Malkovich movie. Uh, yeah, Clint, Clint Eastwood is a. Actually, I take it agent. back. I I seem to recall it being like on TNT late night one night while I was <laughs> also playing a game. So I sort of sort of saw it. So John Malkovich is is basically uh, he's going after the president. Yes, and uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's character is in the Secret Service <laughs> trying to stop him from doing it. And it has uh, right. Renee Zellweger, Renee is Russo. The, no, Renee I Russo. Thought. 
lethal lethal weapon woman yes uh, has her in there as the love interest for Clint Eastwood and um, when did this movie come out uh, the 90s 1992 maybe and basically he makes a gun out of almost like 3D printing I think he does a plastic mold and oh yeah to get it in past security right and he like puts the bullets in a pin inside of a pin casing and he um it's spring it's spring action so he can put the so everything all the components and stuff are like inside the pin the spring and the bullets and it only shoots two bullets but he only needs to do it at close range it's a little tiny like uh like the old uh guns that they would have you know they always have in westerns that the women carry in their derringer oh yeah, yeah. like yeah it's got two shots yeah so it's just like that, but I was just like thinking, man, I'm, I'm surprised nobody's like done that, <laughs> right? People have three D printed AR-15s. It's just, it's just crazy to me. Like we don't have like more air compressed rifles being snuck somewhere or something. Or I think you know you got those three uh, D um, body scanners at the airports. I'm sure they have at least that quality, if not better, that, anytime you're going into that, an event with the president. Did that tell you about me getting pulled aside in Seattle? No, I don't think. So? Okay, so and you definitely so, didn't say it on the podcast. So, so let's go. I was uh, I was going through, and I think I had ate like a mint. No, I ate. Uh, I had uh, Pepto Bismol tablets. So I ate Pepto Bismol. They were chewable tablets, and I put mm-hmm. the wrapper in my pocket. And I was going through the area. I unloaded. I unloaded like my wallet, and my mm-hmm. key, you know all that stuff, my phone, mm-hmm. um, and I walked through. And the, I went through the scanner thing, and the guy's like, "Did you empty out your pockets?" I was like, "Yeah." And I went through and I did the scan, and then he steps through. He's like, "Sir, what's in your front pocket?" I was like, oh, "I think like oh wait, I think I have like a wrapper or something in there." And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna have to pat you down because you told me you had empty pockets and you had you had something in your pocket." I was like, huh. I'm "Sorry, I thought it just was for metal and stuff, I guess." And he's like, "What?" Well, you told me you had empty pockets, so I'm patting you down. Also, it's like, a piece of paper, so you're like inconsequential. Yeah, it's like I don't. <laughs> I've gotten patted down like three times, and I don't know. My pockets are always empty, so I was like, I can't. I feel like I can't hear myself. Can you all hear me well? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. It sounds low. Justin sounds a little bit low too, but I think that's just on our end. Okay, maybe the volume over there needs to be turned up or something, but. Um, yeah, it was really, I was all like, just a rapper? Like, what does this thing detect? Well, at that point, it wasn't the rapper. Oh, you're just surprised that it even detected that? Yeah. So, you know how those things work, I I forgot to take off my watch. So, like, it was like, (laughs) what, you didn't even get my watch? Like. I've gone through with my watch. They didn't care. Yeah, that's what I don't get. (laughs) I think they don't care. Weird. That thing that that could possibly, I mean, like if you're worried about a wrapper in my pocket, well, so my watch could easily contain something you, far more dangerous than a wrapper. After you go through the scanner, if you turn around and look, there's a screen with a picture of a body. Yeah, and then it just has like an indicator. Yeah, it just shows there's yellow square wherever it sees something white because it sees through you, and anything that you have in your pockets will turn white, and so it puts little patches on the screen, and then they have to go pat you down in those areas. And so, like, mine, I don't know why, but, like, if I have my shirt tail tucked in, it can't see through the belt and the shirt and the other shirt, and they have to pat me down, like, every time I go through. 
So what else? What's up? What's up? Uh, so Sniper 4 has, when well, I was asking if you guys had it, in order to get the achievement for getting all the collectibles, you have to do all the single player missions. And then there's two additional missions that are co-op and the other collectibles are in there. And you can't start a server and play co-op by yourself. You have to have somebody come and play with you. Jeez. Sounds like Seth or why it's getting Sniper Elite 4. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I was done. I'm not gonna. Oh, you're like, yeah. So now I'm playing. Um, oh, that train game, dig digging game that was dig dug free on Twitch. Digging games. Steam World, Steam, Steam, Steam World Dig Two, yeah, Steam World Dig Two, yeah. I'm playing that now. I've got like 15 games for free from Twitch Prime, so I figured I should start playing. You gotta play that hot, hot, super hot, super hot. I got that. I have. Super I love super hot. Um, I also played. I got a game called Hook on Steam. I don't know when I, I saw got that it. movie. Yeah, I don't know when I got it. It was so. directed by Steven Spielberg. Was it? Yeah, I had I no did, clue. I did not know. That. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Yes. You seriously didn't know that Hook was directed by? Okay. No. Wow. I mean, right. why would I think it was directed by Steven Spielberg? I mean, like I'm I a mean, kid it was, when I saw it. it. Well, Steven Spielberg was so popular at that point. They were saying Steven Spielberg's Hook. You know. Oh, were they? Huh? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Because right, I, I remember knowing it. That's the only way I can think I'd know it. Weird. Wasn't it Steven Spielberg's Animaniacs? Yes. I, that I know. That's so weird. Because they had like they drew them in there every now and then. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so this hook game is a puzzle game where it's got like nails and hooks that are in different patterns Ooh, crossing each other. They clearly misnamed it. Should have called it nails and hooks. Well, and you have to push button. It's set up like an electrical circuit. You have to reroute the circuit to pull the top one off first. And then you have to pull the next one that's on top. And if you try to get one of the ones that's not on top, then it starts the level over. Okay. There's 50 levels. It took me about 45 minutes to beat it. And I got the one and only achievement for that game. But I bought it by itself, like just in the middle of the week, and I don't know why. Hmm. Like in August. Hmm. But it was fun. 50 levels. Okay. The last one's pretty difficult to figure out. But, uh, and then I moved on. That's, that's what I played, and then moved on to SteamWorld Dig 2. Um, I understand that it's also a short game, but it's supposed to be pretty good. What? SteamWorld Dig 2. I don't know how short it's going to be. I don't. I really liked the first one, uh-huh. and I would. I would like for this one to be longer, because you got down to the bottom and fought the boss pretty quick, and it was. It was that was it. It's like okay, you did it. Good job. Hmm. Have fun. Um, we went to Scoutorama. Uh, Is that just had, some sort of super Boy Scouts convention camping? Yeah. So thing? there were scouts from Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Louisiana. And then, for some reason, these people from Illinois came down. Wait, where was it at? Texarkana. Wasn't it from Texas? Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. Okay. Um, in Tennessee. Hmm? In Tennessee. In Illinois. Missouri? Somebody from Illinois showed up. Nobody from Missouri? There were so many scouts there. It was insane. Um, but they had Fletchers making bows, and then they sell them for $10. Um, hmm. They had blacksmiths making knives. They had 
Civil War reenactors shooting cannons. Were the blacksmiths smelting and hammering? Yeah. They had a, what do you call it? Said, hey, Is it called make, a smelter? Can you make me like a long knife? What I would call a sword? So they were making wooden swords. The people that were making the bows were selling wooden swords as well. Um, but no, he had a uh, oh uh, a fire thing. Uh, a pit? No, yeah. it stood up and it was like eye level with him where he had to Kindle? stick the metal. This is starting to sound like Burning Man for Boy Scouts. <laughs> um, well, they were also burning, doing a flag. Uh, a flag burning? A flag, flag retirement burning. ceremony. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it's. That's, that's right, because the Boy Scouts are is. like the last keepers of the flags. Yeah. <laughs> so what? when the Boy Scouts get flags that need to be retired, they cut off the metal holes mm-hmm. that the the string goes through on the pole and you give it to a veteran. Okay. I don't know why. Here, you throw this away. <laughs> and then they burn the flags. The problem on Saturday was... Wait, so they just give they give it to the veteran to throw into the fire or something? No, it's to keep. Wait, what, you, what burns? The flag. But the metal part won't burn, so they cut it off and give it to the Oh, veteran. they give the metal... Okay, I thought you were saying they gave the flag to no, them no, after no, they no, cut no, the no. metal part. No. Okay. So they're taking the metal part and burning that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they make a knife out of that. Bunch of flag <laughs> burners. A, one of those little round. I don't know. I don't. I got you. It's about the size of a nickel. Yeah, that's right. Um, they were burning the flags, but they were nylon, so there's this black, noxious smoke all over the place for the whole Ooh. rally. And then come to find out, you're not supposed to burn the nylon flags. You burn the cotton flags, the nylon flags, you take to a crematorium and have them put it in their incinerator, in their furnace, because that'll burn the nylon. But they can only burn those with veterans. And it'll only, it it won't (laughs) bunch up and stuff. It'll it'll destroy it completely. Sorry, we can't cremate your uh, dead uncle. He was a veteran. We got to wait for the Boy Scouts to bring him back. We got to wait for some flags. Yeah, we need some flags that no one wants. Uh, but the boys got to ride in soapbox derby cars. Um, I'm trying to think. And then there was a bunch of arts and crafts, but we don't, we're not going to sit there and make something. Um, they had an official chili cook off. Hmm. Uh, oh, official. Yeah. The, the, there was somebody set up the official chili cook off commission or whatever. They had a table sitting is there, there. Is there a chili badge? No. Seth's already got all of his awards for being a bear. Be a weeblo on June first. So what's the what's the what's the the age span there on those? So six is tiger. Well, first grade is tiger. Oh, well, we're adding one now. Kindergarten is lion. First grade's tiger. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold up, hold up. This scale's already messed up. Well, the the, the littlest kid is a lion. Then you move to tiger. So I think we're I think, I think we're not teaching wolf, the animal right? kingdom very well here. So they used to have a lion rank that was like the highest rank, and then they got rid of it, and now they're bringing it back as the lowest rank. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Also, was there a lion in the Jungle Book? Because it's all based on the Jungle Book, right? Yeah, I don't know. Let me look. Uh, anyway, third maybe grade the original. <laughs> third grade is wolf. Fourth grade is bear. Uh, sixth grade is Weeblo, and seventh grade is Arrow of Light. And then you become. Wait, how are these based on Jungle Books? I don't remember no Weeblo or okay, Arrow of so Life in Jungle Book. The scouts are also very 
Native American themed. Like when when the kids uh, level up. When do I become chieftain? That's where I want to know that. When the kids <laughs> level up, we have a ceremony and the cub master reads out the stuff. He's like, the red symbolizes blah, blah, blah. So then I have to draw a red mark on their face. And he's like, the blue mark represents blah, 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 blah. So then I have to put a blue mark on their face. And I have to do this for each and every scout that leveled up. Um, But that's all Native American based. So then uh, the Weeblos and Arrow of Light are really more Native American based than uh, Jungle Book. Um, Weeblos stands for We Be Loyal Scouts. It's not actually a thing. Weeblos. Okay. I think it's stupid, but whatever. I'm assistant cub master, so I can't it's, say that. It's way too close to we blows. We blows. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, 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 I totally I think you should change that. Or All we right. be low. <laughs> get low, get low, get low. That's what I'd be I play be playing <laughs> no, that song. No. <laughs> Just walk into a Boy Scout meeting. The boombox. Um I guess. Went to Crater Diamond State Park. Uh-huh. Didn't find a diamond. Of course. Found mm. a clear piece of quartz, though. I would take, I would, you know, April 1st, I would go up in there, throwing all kinds of cubic zirconians all around that park. <laughs> <laughs> they had, somebody found, it's on display inside the visitor center. They found a perfect, like, one carat diamond. It's, yeah. it's uh, they went and had it. Little they didn't know, some lady came in earlier that day. She lost a diamond out of her ring. No, it was a, it was a, like a, diamonds look like globules. They're all rounded, and whenever they're in the ground, um, but this one that the guy found was officially labeled zero zero zero, which is the most perfect thing that you can have, and most people never see one, and they have it in there just spinning in a circle. Also, this is this is an interesting fact. So we went to eat at El Chico with Mandy's dad. El Chico is a Mexican restaurant, in case you were confused. It's a chain. Um, <laughs> inside, when you walk through the door, it's like a little uh, foyer area. Mm-hmm. And then there's another door to go into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And on the table beside it, they have all this stuff that's going to be auctioned off. They've got like two, it looks like Super Bowl rings. There's diamonds all over it. And then they have all these sports. All in this unguarded area. All in this unguarded area. And then all these uh, signed pictures from sports people and footballs and stuff. Right. And you could totally just walk by and grab both of those rings and just be out. out. Yep. It'd be harder to get rid of, obviously. Yeah, you would have to know somebody. <laughs> or take you'd have you know, to take we, the diamonds out. I need you'd you'd need diamonds. a fence. Mm-hmm. You would have to go to the fence, just like in uh, Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, it was just sitting there in the foyer, completely unguarded. So did you know when you try to grab it and pull on it, it like it's it has a string or something and sets off an alarm? Yeah. I wonder how diamonds are formed. Uh, I got the impression it was through immense amounts of pressure. Superman just takes some coal, puts it in his hand, heats it yeah, up. Yeah, on, on carbon, right? Like pure carbon. So, yeah, it's it's carbon. What? There's a thing. There's something on the wall in the museum part that says, "Like, has anyone ever made uh, a real diamond?" And they're like, "Well, Superman is the only one that has done that because you can't crush coal to do that. You have to have just the right carbon 
with the right temperature and the right time and the right pressure to get a diamond. Yeah, but we make them nowadays all the time. Right, but they're still on real. Who's to say they're real room or not? That little machine that you, when you take your jewelry to the uh, jewelry store to have it repaired or something, they take that little device and touch it to see if it's a real diamond or not. I think they're real diamonds. Those things are those things are cold, controlled by the Jewish community, and they blah 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 blah. Okay, Hitler. Everybody knows. They've got them all locked up, and it's controlled yep. through a certain blah blah blah. And it's protected by their golems. Okay. My precious diamond. My precious. Uh, Anything else, Jeremy? I'm thinking. Did we we recorded the week before that? So it's been a while. That's. I think if I played anything else. Now I went and looked through my list, and like I've bought a lot more games in the last two years than I had the three years before that. And going down the list, I have surprisingly played and beat every one of the games that I've bought in the last like ten months. That's good. Instead of the ones that are still back from 2014 that I haven't played yet because they were part of a bundle I didn't care about except for mm. one game. Um, yeah, I'm a. Uh, uh, so House Flipper was supposed to come out April 17th. They postponed it to May 9th. 18th this is a sim game you buy you flip houses yeah you buy a house and then you have to go in and fix all the problems and then put it up for sale to get money to buy another house to go and fix if they do it correctly i think it'll be a lot of fun but i'm Hmm. worried i won't have as much detail as you want yeah it's not gonna be it's gonna be like this is the refrigerator it'd be like what was the game we used to play in junior high or high school it's like hot rods or whatever oh yeah where you would get the car and then you would just like take a part and replace it. You know, it's just going to have like, like fix painting and then like, you know, just slight remodeling stuff maybe. And it's not going to be that detailed probably. But it was like eight bit graphics. Oh yeah. So nothing else. That would be. Did you go see Ready Player One? Yes, I did. Did you like it? Yes. I liked the movie. Uh-huh. But the movie was not the book at <laughs> all. Nothing like the book. Nothing at all. Yeah. And yeah. actually, at the end, when it said based on a novel, somebody yelled out, "Loosely based." That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, as a, as a standalone movie, they they should have just renamed it. It was a it was a really good movie. Yeah. Well, it was close enough that if it was named something else, you'd be like, eh, "There's a lot of similarities here." <laughs> Why are they doing this contest? Seems a lot like I think I've read this book. Yeah, but it wasn't like this. No, it was okay. good. It was good. Yeah, good. Good. Seth really liked it. Seth's yeah. all into the eighties. He listens to eighties music. He'll he'll come in the kitchen Retro. and tell Alexa to play. Uh, what was that song? Alexa, take on me. Stop. He loves that song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's totally into the 80s. It's weird because, like, when I was his age, I was totally into the 60s. I would listen to Cool 95 all the time. Yeah. And granted, that was weird. because for me, that was because my that's what my mom listened to because, you know, yeah. she was a teenager during those years. But yeah, that's the same thing. I mean, uh, my mom and dad got married in 1957, so like 
all of that music is my mom has the albums of it at her house and yeah anyway i'm done let's go let's go forward all right justin yo what's up oh not much what's up with you (laughs) not much not much yeah welcome to the short podcast just chilling homie oh man uh i Let's see. I went to so Marvel. Uh, the there's a there's a museum here called the Mopop. It's the Museum of Pop Culture, and I think it opened. Like it's not a really old museum, um, maybe in the last ten or twenty years, but uh, they have exhibits. Like right now, they have a Star Trek exhibit and like a horror fantasy exhibit. And um, there is an indie game exhibit, which I should say the indie game exhibit kind of also felt like, hey, come demo our game and then go home and buy it. Because uh, it's was like, it, what, 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 what games was it? Uh, it was Little Nightmares. It was, oh. what did they have? They had. Uh, we both have that on our wish lists. Uh, I want to say Gone Home was in there somewhere and like some other just all kinds of plus indie games I've never even heard of. Hmm. Um, there were, and there were, you know, to be fair, there were a couple exhibits where you could learn about like, um, just learn some history about hmm. things, but mostly it was a, a demo space, which is kind of cool because it would be a great place to take a date or just, you know, something to do. Um, Cause they had setups for like, in fact, I should say, yeah. So there was one thing that I didn't uh, get a chance to play it was like four player game where everybody had like 16 plus buttons just laid out in a grid, maybe like 25, like five by five buttons and up on the screen. You, and I feel bad cause I can't even tell you what the fucking name of this game is. But if you, if you look up Mopop indie game exhibit, you can look through the list of games. Maybe you can find it um, where this, the scene in front of you would shift like every 10 seconds but when it did, you were like in a, in a scenario and then it was telling you like kick, kick. Like, so you you have to solve these like simple little issues where like your character is needs to kick, I don't know, kick a soccer ball that keeps flying into the scene hmm. and your buttons, you don't know what your buttons are and they're different for every scene. So you're like hitting them and trying to find the kick button and then lining up. And I don't know, it looked like, it looked like a fun little party game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all that uh, is to say that we went because they uh, have an ongoing Marvel exhibit that just opened up a week before Avengers uh, 3 came out. So we went to the uh, opening night party for that. It's called that Tinia cool. Wanya Teens. Tinia yeah, Wanya Teens. Uses a pair of custom-made 16-button controllers. So, yeah. I don't know where else you would play that. <laughs> Man, uh, these people are dressed up like grizzly bears. It's freaking. I got the furry. sense it was like okay. Scandinavian, maybe. But uh, Tinya means. I'll look that up. Mopop. Yes. Marvel. Um, that was pretty cool. They had uh, they had a a copy of the very first Marvel comic, which wasn't Marvel comic. It was uh, I was looking at this last night. It was some other. That was Timely Comics, actually, is what it was. But it's the first appearance of Submariner. Oh, okay. Or Namor the Submariner. 
apparently, and I, I didn't even know this, apparently it was him fighting the Human Torch, except at this point, the Human Torch was a cyborg that burst into flames okay. and had nothing to do. There was no Fantastic Four or anything. Um, and then the next comic they published was Captain America. Hmm. This is back in the 30s. Um, so they had an original of that, which is pretty cool, and a few other like original storyboards and just histories of characters. And then it was about half that, like half traditional Marvel history and half stuff from um, Marvel properties, mostly the Marvel cinematic universe. So they had three Iron Man suits. They had uh, Hela's Kate Blanchett's outfit. One of her outfits from the last Thor movie. They had two Captain America suits. They had two different Captain America shields. Um, they had a really cool section of the exhibit that you walk through that used a bunch of mirrors and digital effects. And that was where they had Dr. Strange, Strange's outfit and Tilda Swinton's outfit from that movie. Hmm. Um, was it was probably the coolest area of the, of the exhibit. Of course it was opening night. So it was actually kind of annoyingly, uh, crowded. <laughs> it was really hard to get around the exhibit. Um, but still worth it. And just, you know, being around a bunch of other people that were, that are big fans of Marvel. Of course, they also had overpriced drinks and DJ. Yeah, there were some few cosplays. I I got the impression that some people were paid to cosplay. Mm. Um, because I I don't know, there was a really, really excellent winter soldier. Um, Like he had the Marvel definition going on. So I looked up Tenya and it auto detected the language should be uh, Kurdish and it means lasting. Okay. Lasting teens. teens. All right. Yep. That was, that's weird, yeah. but that goes along with that game. Did you have a good time at it? Yeah. Would you recommend people going right. to it? Oh, definitely. Uh, they said it was like the biggest Marvel exhibit that um, any museum has ever had, which, I mean, I don't know how many Marvel exhibits there have been. So uh, do you pay to go into the actual facility or do you pay to go to the exhibit? I could not tell you. Um, Jennifer got these tickets yeah. from a friend who volunteers at the museum. Okay. Um, I think you just pay to go into the museum. Well, I saw okay. it when I was looking up the uh, indie thing. It said buy tickets to this thing here. Yeah. To this what's it called? Display or something? Museum or exhibit? Exhibit. Exhibit. Buy tickets for this exhibit. So, I mean, hmm. you probably pay at the front and just have an all-in, or you can just pay them like five bucks or ten. Yeah. I don't know see. how. I don't know how the building is set up on whether or not it's divided and. Yeah. The Marvel, yeah, I mean, it is. You could, yeah, you could divide it off if you really wanted to. You'd have to have someone standing at the front of each exhibit. Okay. But we're not very cultured down here. Uh, right so, now, so. yeah, <laughs> art right downtown. There is. You should go look at it. I've walked by it. I was like, there was, hey. they had a Picasso, and I there was a paintbrush hair stuck in it, and I was like, what happens if I touch this and take this paintbrush hair? This is Pablo Picasso's paintbrush hair, and it really annoys me when I see paintbrush hair stuck in paint. I mean, right? I was like, I was like half an inch away from it, and I'm like, if I touch this, there's got to be an alarm. There has to be. I'm just gonna back up and leave it alone. Not look at it anymore because there's paintbrush hair sticking out. I could have grabbed it and sold it on eBay. Pablo Picasso brush hair. 
used to be in the nose of this square st- person. I st- stole I it. Stole here's it. a before picture and an after picture to prove that I took it. Here's where it was. Now here's where it is. What else, Justin? Uh, let's see. We had sushi mm-hmm. downtown that night, mm-hmm. and that was kind of weird because it was a uh, like it was a Latin fusion sushi place. Okay, so they had a lot of jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 like chili <laughs> sauces. Uh-huh. It it was definitely different. Um, I told Jennifer that I think that it's sushi for people who have had so much sushi that they're like, I want something different. Yeah, I want sushi still, but a little different. A little different. Those Japanese people uh, don't know, know what the for- hell they're doing. I don't like. Sushi. <laughs> I, I love it. I've never had a sushi that I yeah. enjoyed. I've never met a fish. I didn't not even like not even roll. like the not even like a like a like a California roll, like a crispy Mm-mm. shrimpy. Would have rather like a tempura tempura roll. They just all fried up, rolled. There's something we could probably get Jeremy to like, but yeah. by that point, it wouldn't really be sushi. <laughs> I don't, I don't be know. Americanized sushi. There's something about it. Maybe it's just the sushi like around here, but it just tastes weird to me. And I, hmm. I don't like it. That's fine. I mean, like when I was, uh, you know, younger, when I was like 20, I tried it for the first time and I did not like the idea of it. And that just turned me off. And then I grew up and we, uh, into it. We went somewhere. They had free sushi. It was sitting out on a camera well. and the guy was <laughs> making it. Um, here, here's some, uh, here's some free sushi guys. Uh, just, uh, and, try that. It, it was probably at the convention I went to because all the food was free. Uh-huh. Um, but he was making sushi and I tried one uh, of those con- with the free convention with sushi. Raw tuna on top of it. And I was like, no, I don't well, know. That's sashimi. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't eat sashimi. I'm yeah, not a sashimi a, person. Oh, sashimi good too. Oh, man. I'll eat sushi. But I won't. Salmon. Oh, yeah. What else, Justin? Um, Nothing. You got off game. I'm playing Victor Varan. No, I I actually um I I I don't know officially I finally cut the cord on Overwatch. I actually uninstall it? uninstalled it. Yes. Yeah. I I copied the data folder over just so when I wanted to play it because it's like I'll play it again. You don't want to um, download all that again. Redownload, but yeah, but that was you know that that was enough. Um, and I you know I actually had to do a lot of cleaning because like I had to unsubscribe to the overwatch subreddit and like unfollow a bunch of accounts that I pretty much only followed because I was into overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I still watch it sometimes on Twitch, like overwatch league, but it was actually a lot easier once I removed that ease of access. Cause it was just so easy. Just like, oh, I don't really know how much time I have. Eh, let's play some watch, you know, just jump in. Yeah. Um, I haven't really thought about it. And I've been playing uh, one of the many games that I've ha- owned for I don't even know how long. Victor Vran. V-R-A-N. And uh, Where is it at? It's What's a pretty cool game. Steam. Okay. It's probably like 15 maybe $20 on Steam. I'm sure I got it for like $10 on the sale. Uh, this is a game. Um, it was originally single player, if I remember correctly. But it's basically kind of like a Diablo type game. It, you've got that overhead view. You've got lots of monsters coming at you. You got your health bar and your energy bar, kind of. And um, you play with your keyboard. But whereas 
Diablo and games like that, you kind of, you don't actually move your character so much as you click on things, you know, like click on the money to walk over to it and pick it up, click on the monster to walk over to it and attack it or shoot at it. This game is more about like, it's more actiony. So you actually use, um, the, uh, the, the directional pads or WASD in my case, mm-hmm. buttons to actually move yourself around and double tapping. One of those makes you dodge. So it's a little more kinetic, uh, Diablo style gameplay usually I found tended to be like you just kind of run up on them and start attacking them and you're either trying to outlast the damage they're doing or you know slam healing potions um, this game is all about like actually having to move your character sort of like you might in a wow raid uh, and then the other thing I like about it is those Diablo style games, eventually you were filling up your numbers buttons with different abilities. And you got to the point where like, Oh, here's another new ability. Um, well, I pretty much got my game plan down. Like, you know, I'm using this, this, and this, and that's working really well. And you know, what am I, why would I use this new ability? This game does not have you learning all kinds of abilities. Hmm. You acquire new weapons and each weapon has, like two abilities that goes along with it. And they're set to the Q and E button for us WASD players. Um, and then they have cooldowns. And so the gameplay is a bit more straightforward, but it also results in all the weapons feeling very different. Um, instead of the hammer being just like the sword, you know, being something you swing in front of you, you and channel abilities through. I think you would do very well. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I think you do very oh, well, well writing reviews. I think for a magazine. Uh, I think that's just you know as good a competent review as you probably can find for Victor Brand already. Uh, but yeah, so I if you played Diablo games but you wanted it to be a little more fast action, I would definitely try this. If you played Diablo games and just liked it, like Diablo games, I would try it. There's still loot. The loot is less complex than Diablo. Like there's less, you know, Diablo got to the point where you had like 10 abilities stacked up on your weapon and that's fun and all, but this game decides to keep it a little more straightforward. Like a really crazy weapon might have three things on it instead of the usual two or one or nothing. Um, Do you think there's a game that's like that, but you can like make a new spell that incorporates the two spells, you know, so you don't have to, you know, I, like if somebody was to give you like a fireball and a heal spell, you can like have it do the fireball, but then a fraction of the heal spell too. So you don't. I really want. I really want like a a, a crafting system, more customizable with the spells or something. So system. yeah, because yeah, yeah, that would be really cool actually. Because I hate the idea, like you said, I hate it when I'm like getting new abilities and I don't know, am I supposed to use this ability for something? Like, and you're like. I don't want like in my it's like with WoW and you end up having like two rows of action bars in WoW and you're like what do I got to do here I don't want to do it. like and you're like oh I got to use this button here to access you know my crafting system I got to use this button here to do and so you got to set all these rows up on the left and the right screen and the yeah, bottom I had, and I had the, the two columns on the left and then my normal one down at the bottom and so attacking at the bottom and yeah mining and all that mess over I, I understand the frustration when you learn these new abilities and new skills and stuff that you got to start thinking about how you want to start incorporating them into your rotation or something like that so yeah mm-hmm. I, and I, it's do, just, I always for rogues all they all they do is it's the same 
attack every time because all we're doing is poking them with with daggers Mm -hmm. and they'll change the name of it and then everything breaks and i understand not wanting to oversimplify it like but the thing that they give us is just another attack that's just like one of the other ones we have they just renamed it like super attack button i feel like they should incorporate like for the casual players they can do you can take a hit to your dps to make it more rotation for like friendly user friendly but it still gets the job done yeah but so you recommend it yeah is it worth a full purchase I'm, I'm... yeah okay. right. totally All right. uh, yeah. um i saw let's see i saw the movie the martian mm-hmm. with matt damon you finally got around to seeing that, seen yet? Seen that yet yeah right have you seen it, Jeremy? Have you seen this, Jeremy? Martian? No. It was a book? I've, the only the only one of those movies I've seen is the one where that guy's uh, going through time. Going to the Interstellar? F- going to the fourth dimension. Yeah. yeah. That's Interstellar? The only, that's the yeah. only one of those yeah. space ones that I've seen. It's a great movie. I think you should watch it. You should I, watch I have watched part of the one where the guy's stuck on Mars. That's the Martian. Oh, I've seen that's part the of Martian. it. Yeah. Like when people show up or something. I think it was people show up. Yeah. Ooh, that actually sounds like a different movie from the early two thousands that we went to see. Mission on Mars. Because the, remember there were, yeah, there were like a couple Mars movies that came out around the same time, and I do remember because they go to they go to Mars and there's a and they realize that dude is like growing plants, but also he's crazy. Yeah. At uh, uh, whatever War that Machine. Movie was. War Machine. <laughs> it was War Don Machine. Cheadle. Uh, yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. But uh so you like the Martian, Matt? You sound oh, yeah. enthusiastic I, about that. Movie. Great movie. I mean Yeah, I, I think Jeremy would appreciate it a lot more than I do because there's a lot of fucking science involved. There's a lot of science. It's it's kind of uh I told Jennifer it's kind of Michael Crichton ass esque. Except for the fact that there's no sci fi element. I mean, I guess it is because there's there's a little fiction in yeah, in this in in this in the since they have a colony on Mars, they put, since they put people on Mars, <laughs> but you know there's no like aliens or something. Yeah, I mean, Michael Carton did have non sci-fi. I would I would say uh, did he? Yeah, hold on. Within uh, ten years, we'll probably be there. You think, Justin? I I wouldn't hazard a guess. Um, it's uh, a matter of just fixing the, the well. No, nah, probably not. You mean as far as like first footfall on Mars? Yeah, as far well, yeah, as far as like setting people on hmm. uh, disclosure. Would you consider Twister to be sci-fi? No, mm, no, I guess not. I mean, sci- the Sci-Fi no. Network would show it, but I don't consider. I mean, they came it. up with something. <laughs> they made up something that doesn't exist, but. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it a sci-fi movie. Now, his, him being able to hold on to a pipe when an F5 tornado goes over him with just his belt. Now, that's sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. I was reading. Yeah. Uh, who was it that died? The cow. I don't know. That somebody, you didn't ever see. Somebody died, and so the weather chasers did that thing where they drive to Oklahoma and they line up all across the state to make that guy's initials. On the tracking they website. Do that? What the hell? Yep. Why would? Huh. They did, that, cool. they did that for the guy that played in Twister when he died, 
Bill and, Paxton? Yeah. And then they did it for whoever it was that died two weeks ago. Helen Hunt. No. It was a guy. Um, there's, have you ever seen The 13th Warrior? Antonio Banderas? No, no wait. That's yeah. Eater of the Dead, maybe. Uh, did he write Eater of the Dead? Who wrote that? Pretty sure that was him. He wrote Eaters of the Dead as a sequel to Beowulf. But I think 13th Warrior is supposed to be that. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Eater of the Dead's a weird name, so they probably just called it 13th Antonio Warrior. Banderas, I think that's supposed to be the Eaters of the Dead movie. Okay. Huh. Anyway, The Martian. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting movie. It doesn't quite feel like a classic Hollywood movie. Like the characters act earnestly. I don't know. There's not like a lot of. It's very drama. No, no contrived we dramatic moments per se. Yeah, it's very like. But it, I mean, but it, I mean, it's good for that. Is what I'm is what I'm trying to say. These people feel like real people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's some, I don't know, you know, interesting, interesting shit happens on Mars. Every uh, it kind of almost makes me want to play uh, the, the, some steam game that just came out where you're trying to survive on Mars. So it's like, oh, what is that game? I mean, it's kind of like all the oh, Facebook games surviving Mars. stranded. You have to build a little. You have to start building a little town, and people will show up. Yeah. Surviving Mars. But actually, yeah, it also makes me want to play that um, underwater game that Jeremy was talking about. Subnautica. Subnautica. You got to play that the game. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna post my map on Tableau Public. Um, I'll send you a copy. You just have to have Tableau Reader to see it. It's free. What? If you build your base at zero what? zero zero. What the hell is a Tableau Reader? It's the program I use at work. I made a map showing where everything's at because there's no in-game map. What do you do with this Tableau Reader? Tableau Reader lets you see the the worksheets that I created. Um, This is how I make graphs and charts and everything at work is Tableau. Uh And, I mean, I go to the Tableau conference every year. Right. I'm Tableau certified. Why why wouldn't you just draw it or... I'm just curious why you use this to make a map. How? What? So I. What's the program? So there's coordinates. There's there's coordinates in the game. Uh-huh. And zero 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 was only about thirty meters from where my pod crashed. So I started building my base at zero zero zero. And so it then, tells you coordinates in uh, when on, on the game. Yeah. So it tells you like longitude, latitude, and elevation. Yes. Yeah. And so then when you discover stuff. I would go check, the, as uh, as I discovered stuff, I would go check the coordinates of that, I would put it in my Excel spreadsheet, and then it would pop up on the map in Tableau. What do we consider sea level? Zero. But I mean, like, what's that based on? I don't know. Like, is it based on, like, an actual ocean level or something? It or? has to be. So, like, I don't know. This is weird to me, like, to think, like, how did we figure out that that's zero? I don't know. I mean, wouldn't we have to go to the... No. In my head, I'm like, wouldn't we have to go to the core of the Earth and then go up from there and then find the highest point in the Earth's atmosphere and then find the middle of that to be zero? Okay. Wouldn't that be? I don't know. Wouldn't that I figure, how you find zero I figure somebody a, just stood by the ocean with one of those engineering site thingies and was like, all right, this is zero. 
Everything I mean, else is going to be up would from there. Would that be how you find... Except New Orleans. Would that be how you find zero? Or is it... How would you find... In a, in a, in a vacuum, if you were to take a planet and you wanted to find zero sea level, it's not, it's not going to be the middle, right? No. And it also, sea level, as the moon goes around, the sea yeah. level changes. Huh. Curious now. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how scientists yeah. figure out sea level now. I'll look that up. Satellites. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I guess ideally sea level is sea level and it's not so much figure out what sea level is, but figuring out what other things are as compares, compared to sea level. I, yeah. Yeah. And then the question is, how do you, how do they know how high off sea level they are when they're on the top of a mountain? Well, the GPS knows how far away you are. Well, yeah, but, I know. We're talking about pretty, pretty <laughs> GPS. Trainers. No, I understand. But like, I wonder if they're constantly updating that, right? Yeah. Somebody just, do they just leave instrument equipment up on top of mountains and stuff just to be like, keep on measuring our sea level, keep on measuring, you know? I don't know how they would, like, if you're out in the middle of a field and there's a mountain in front of you, how do you know what level you're at and then how tall the mountain is? Well, you probably you... have to measure the mountain and then measure it from the point to the mountain and then find the difference. But how do you know how high you are to begin with from sea level? Look, man, fucking right angles and shit, man. I don't know, rhombus. I'm just going to start yelling out rhombus. shit I remember from geometry class and I'll be like, yes. <laughs> Jeremy's about to pass out by. No, I'm good. He's so sleepy. I'm not. Uh, Justin, anything else? Ah, I watched the movie Monster. Oh, the serial Wait. killer movie. Or, I guess not Yes. Serial. Well, kind of. Wait, I thought Monster was the name of that movie where they're in the jungle and they're running from the other stuff. It may be. No, you're thinking of the one set in Mexico, yeah. Matt? Or is it just called Monsters? That's Monsters. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is the movie that is... Most people know it as that movie where uh, Charlize Theron is ugly. She did such a good job. Like, colloquially. So you saw the movie, Jeremy? I've seen it, yeah. Oh. Apparently, you've also seen, like, some true true channel documentaries about... Uh, Lee, what was her name? Leanne Womie. I have definitely. I, I watched like a two-hour documentary, and then I went and watched the wow. movie. Wow! So now I'm interested to to know what you know because I went and looked at the Wikipedia article afterwards. I honestly, I had a. I, I thought back in the day when it came out because I don't even know how long old this movie is. It's like ten years or older. Um, that I had heard it was based on true true events, but you know it'd been so long. I was like, ah, it's probably just fictional. And then at the end, you know, it says. Such whatever her name is, blah blah blah, and you know tells what happened to her. But uh, it it's it's yeah, she does an incredibly good job in that movie. She absolutely transforms into this character. Didn't she get best um, actress for that? I feel like yeah, she at least got nominated. I don't. I want to say she. I know she won a bunch of awards for it. Alexa, um, what year was that? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm looking. What the hell? Are you, what? 2004. Okay. Um, I think, but wasn't, I mean, from what I remember, uh, wasn't she like kind of like how to make a murderer kind of like scenario there? Like her backstory? The character in the, in the. Yeah. 
Charlie Charlie Theron's character wasn't wasn't didn't she have like a horrible backstory about being abused and stuff like that? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, totally. But then, like, from what uh, I remember, her brother testified against her, saying that none of that shit happened. Really? Yeah, I have not heard that. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, you remember that, Jeremy? What? Like she said, like that she was abused as a kid and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then her brother was like, no, I don't know why she'd say that. Our family was great and okay. Yeah. It's like that golf player that won the masters or whatever. Tiger Woods. No, it was some guy that's always like super rude to everybody. John Daly. And no, everybody like somebody posted a picture. You know, that car, have you, you've seen cars? Movie cars? Yeah. The movie yes. cars. You know, the green car that, that goes ahead and passes everybody after the dock gets crashed okay. and he wins the piston cup and everybody hates him. Somebody posted a picture of that and was like, oh, here's a picture of so-and-so winning the Masters. <laughs> um, everybody hates that guy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean. Yeah, you got a question when you mentioned that. Up, You got a question like, should yeah. there be a level of ethics within major sporting competitions, you know, like if these people like, you know, they had the whole Tiger Woods junk brought up, you know, back when he had his whole falling out and everything and he had the mistress or whatever, whatever the whole scenario was with him and Mm -hmm. kind of come into question of like, you know, where, where do we stand on the ethics of professional players? If they're going to be role models and sponsors of these, these things. And you got to have to wonder like, the, when you find out about these these athletes and stuff like that that have these kind of attitudes, you know, should there be some form of uh, repercussions for having those types of attitudes? But I don't know. You'd have to. Everybody would have repercussions. Huh. Everybody, you can't play next game. You can't play next. Oh wait, there's no team left. So Justin, what's up? You you watched it? You like it? Well, I was trying to, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not a feel good movie. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, it kind of, uh, suffers from the same issue I have with other biopics in that instead of having, you can tell it's not a written out story that's meant to have like character arcs and closure to things. It's more, you know, it's, it's, here's what happened, yep. you know, <laughs> the reenactment, um, with real actors or actresses. <laughs> and they're, they do an interesting, well, I don't want to, I was gonna say, I don't want to get into spoiling it, but I guess if you've seen that movie, you've either seen it or you're not well, going to see mean, it or I don't I mean, know. I don't know. Like it's uh, based on real life. So <laughs> it was in the news and everything. Yeah. So Yeah. But I never, I never, I never agree with that opinion that like, just because something's based on real life, you can't spoil it. Like if I don't know the story, then I can still go into that movie and, you know, not know what's going to happen. I guess. Um, but I would, I would recommend uh, people checking it out. If you're a fan of good acting. Uh, Charlize Theron did win the best actress award in 2004 for monster. Oh, Hey, it did come out in 2004. Mm. Yeah. Alexa was right, but I think about totally. I will say that. If she was not infamously known to be in this movie and I did not see the credits, I would probably never, ever guess that it was her. Yeah, I, that's, I'm the same way. She looks exactly like that lady. It's creepy. She's got the teeth and the accent. Yeah, she does the like she raises the upper lift upper lip perfectly. Yes. 
What else, Justin? Uh, let's see. We saw Infinity War. Did you want to talk about that at all, Matt? Just your overall recommendation for it, I guess. I think that, well, like the funny thing about this movie is, is like, I don't, I don't suspect there's anybody that's going to go see this movie that does not care about the Marvel movies. And I don't suspect anybody that had watches a Marvel movie will not see this movie. So like, you know, in other words, pretty much everyone has decided whether they're going to see it or not. But uh, I would say that. Jimmy, are you going to go see it? No. Oh, I haven't seen any of the other movies. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That is a hindrance. Yeah. That is definitely a hindrance because. Yeah, this yeah that movie would be inconceivable, incomprehensible, yeah. basically. Um, I think that they did. I think it's. I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I told I told Jennifer that I have like reservations. Um, You're the best rest- about things <laughs> about things in the movie. I feel there there are things that feel like are missing. From for me, from what I expect from Marvel movies, usually what I'm used to, mm-hmm. the flaming carrot um, was not there. Exactly, no flaming carrot, and I'm out. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, what and what I mean by that is, but there's not really any other way they could have made this movie. I think that for the promise of the movie and what people expected out of the movie and the story that they had to get to, that they did. Um, a really good job. Uh-huh. I should have asked one of the people that they, used to work for me. She was so excited last Wednesday because she already had her tickets to go on Friday. I forgot to ask her how she how she liked the movie this morning. Yeah, I actually booked tickets the the day they went on sale, like back in March, for the uh, Seattle Cinerama, which is this super awesome um, theater in Seattle. That was basically um, angel funded by uh, what's the dude's name, co-founder of Microsoft, uh, Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, is of course Microsoft Seattle, and uh, it's pretty sweet. They have chocolate popcorn, which we were gonna get, but then we just didn't really feel like it that day. But um, the smell, because it's like fresh chocolate popcorn. I, I can only imagine that they poured like hot chocolate or not, not hot, hot chocolate, chocolate, but you know, just... hot chocolate, not that, not a hot chocolate you drink, but actually you know, like melted chocolate on popcorn. And the smell of that was just absolutely intoxicating. Um, Sounds expensive. Surprisingly not. You would think so. You would think so. Seven bucks for a little bag. I mean, concessions are eight dollars for the Eight dark eight dollars for the largest bag. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, you're probably paying like seven I, yeah, already here. It, it went like six, seven, eight, and I was like, you know what? Considering what I would expect for this kind of fancy bullshit in this super fancy theater, that's pretty good. I don't know how big the bag yeah. was. <laughs> the, Maybe it's too large. <laughs> the large is like a small for like normal popcorn or something, right? It probably would be. Uh, no. Nah, you can get a pretty small bag of popcorn in the theater. Um, but uh, it's like the theater, I will say, I'll say in a minute. I mean, it was cool. What's that? What are you trying to say there? Uh, I was going to talk about Jeremy? how Sonic's cups, if you order a medium drink, you get it in one thing. And if you order a medium ice cream, it's a small cup uh-huh. because oh. and a large is a medium cup. Right. Because nobody wants a large. Yeah. I want a large, large cup. I wonder if you could cream. order like a large watermelon 
I wonder. Slush. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if that's like a secret mini thing. Like I'll have the extra the large supersonic. ice cream. That's what they call that. The supersonic. Oh. Well, but supersonic's like that. The big ass Route 44 size, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I'm saying in that terms, the supersonic would be like a large size cup. That would be then. Okay. If you want super supersonic. You get Saiyan size. Super duper. Excuse me, sir. It's super duper Sonic. <laughs> it's Saiyan size. And it's got Sonic. It's super Saiyan. Super Sonic sitting on top of it. Yeah. Golden Sonic. <laughs> yeah, Golden Sonic. Oh, man. Wow. I can't. I, I say I can't believe, but has Sonic, the drive-in, ever done a promotional so. cooperative with Sonic the Hedgehog? I, so. I mean, no. how, why has that not happened? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've had kids' toys before. And, you know, like, Sonic game comes out, coordinate with Sonic they probably wanted, drive in. It's they Sonic. Probably it's Sonic. tried to snatch up that property when, you know, Dreamcast died. And they were like, oh, yeah, Sonic going to collapse. Sega's going to collapse. We'll just snatch up the old Sonic property. <laughs> He'll be our mascot. <laughs> Food that's fast. So, did you like the theater? Uh, it was all right, honestly. It was all right. Like, the, the, I mean, I, I may not be a sound guy, like, like a lot of people are because it's a, uh, it's a Dolby uh, surround sound, like super sound theater. And like, I enjoyed the sound. It was cool. But honestly, I think, and it was uh, due to the size of the theater. There were a couple dialogue moments where it seems like there was some echo that made it a little harder to hear. And right there, I was like, shit, I'll just, you know, Ugh. don't need to, don't need to take a ferry ride into Seattle. I didn't buy that to, to see shitty movie, ass chocolate know. popcorn now. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll probably go back for like big event movies but uh also the the slant on the seats uh we were we were down in the um the main pit but the slant was not uh significant enough which is to say that um the lady that sat in front of me you know, she was probably a little taller than your average female, but also had like a little bun and not like a big bun, but just like a little bun in her head. And it was like totally in my way. Um, Bitch. Now, luckily there, I could see just two rows ahead of me was uh, a row with a big gap where people could walk right there. And it was like, I could tell from here. I was like, oh, that's the spot to get right there. Cause it's got like the metal bar in front. You can put your feet up on. I was like, hell yeah. We come back here. I'm getting, you know, H. <laughs> uh but yeah, I enjoy the movie. Good stuff. Uh, I just wanted more downtime character moments with these people because it just feels like well, people are introduced. I think, I think your downtime then, was Thanos, right? I mean, like his. Yeah, you're right. Like all they put they and that was kind of like, I mean, it was again, like it was the best they could do because they had to make Thanos a real character that we gave a shit about, not just some bad guy that shows up and starts fucking people up. And so they spent a lot of time on that. Um, yeah, because I mean, just making him a real character. Yeah, all all of our other characters have been developed already, so it's a matter of just developing totally. Thanos now. And it's like you guys, you got to show what what's behind, what's motivating this guy, because we've already, you know, we've already right. developed every other player that's in this. Uh, so totally, yeah. Of course, at the same time, like you know. You don't. We don't know Thanos, so going into it, like I'm not interested necessarily in seeing more from him. I want to see more from the characters I already know I like. So, again, like there's just like inherent letdowns in a movie like this because they can't hit everything. 
Um, so I, again, I really, I, I had, I, I went into it saying as long as I get some goofy, clever moments between characters that haven't interacted before, I'll be happy. And there's plenty of that. So, and there, there are, you know, two to three, like genuinely, this is fucking awesome moments in it. So what else, what else could you, can you really want from a Marvel movie, but, you know, except a really good villain and all the other things I just said. I'll say this isn't, I don't, I don't consider this spoiler, but the one, the one moment where I was super excited was when Captain America finally showed up. Like, Oh yeah. That, that was, was your my big, big, I was like, fuck yes. Yes. Shit's about to go oh, down. Yeah. Cause I was, yeah, I was yeah. just like, yeah. Cause Captain America is so the best. Cool. His movies are in my his movies are the best Marvel movies in yeah. my opinion, and it's just hard not to like that guy. Yeah. I love I love Chris Evans playing that guy. Uh, what else? Uh, I guess that's I guess that's enough. <laughs> I guess that's enough. All right, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. Some stuff I got noted here. Um, Uber for kids, basically a daycare van. So I was like thinking, like I'm surprised they don't do like. Like parents can like do a monthly subscription or something like that where somebody uh, has a van or SUV or some, some large vehicle and picks up your kids from at home, takes them to school, picks them up. It's basically like a private school bus um, and, and, and ah. picks them up at school and make sure that they get home, you know, and get inside the house and lock the doors and all that kind of stuff. You know, just make sure because I was thinking like I'm surprised there aren't, you know, like you a nanny. Well, you don't, it's not a nanny because you don't watch them after you, you just make sure that they get home. Okay. Yeah. And so I was thinking more mm, of like a, okay. an Uber for kids. So it's like the parents just pay Uber, kin, Uber, Uber kinder. <laughs> so I was just like, I was thinking, I'm surprised somebody hasn't come up with like, uh, this kind of something, you know, kind of like a private, um, and I, I don't want to say an escort, but it's like a, escorts for kids I know what you're saying Matt and it's horrible you're a horrible person what kind of monster what are you even thinking Uh, if you had an Apple watch or any fairly pricey watch what reaction would you have first if it was struck by a rock with your arm out the window so my watch I got a feeling the scenario isn't exactly the same no my watch I I took it to get the battery changed in December and the he pointed out that the stopwatch and the chronograph wouldn't go back to zero. One was stuck at ten, one was stuck at twenty. And then uh, two weeks ago at Crater of Diamonds, I was gonna. I noticed the date was wrong, so I pulled the little knob to set the date, and the whole pin came out, and the watch died. And that's like a two hundred dollar watch. <laughs> and I was sad. Damn. So in my question. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What would, what would you, <laughs> Matt, can you repeat this? If you had, I think, I think if I had, you had an Apple Watch or any fairly pricey watch, what reaction would you have yes. first if it was struck by a rock with your arm out the window? My automatic uh, reaction would be to go, oh shit, and yank my arm into the window. Right, but like, and then are look. you are you mad or are you happy? Are you like in a in a state of mind of like, man, that could have really fucked up my arm? Oh, okay. I don't know that I'd be mad. I'd just be like, "God damn it!" Like it could probably have broken. Ooh, I think I think it's I think it's okay to have both feelings. Yeah, 
I think you're going to have both feelings and, and then regret you know, that you had your It's going to be like that man. gif. Right. It's going to be that gif of uh Larry David where he's like weighing two sides. He's like you know, you're just it's not going to yeah. be great. You know, it's like it's like a tie. Kissing cousins, isn't that what I they say? I don't think I don't like, know, maybe. That's what they call. Uh, if I was a criminal, when I shot someone when I shot someone with my Glock, I would yell you just got glaucomed. Oh God! <laughs> With the wet bandits. W E T. But yeah, just yeah. Uh, even more so if it put him in a coma. You know? Yeah, he's in a glaucoma. Oh man! Yeah, no, that's what you'd have to do. You'd have to shoot them, and then you find out they're in a coma. So you send them flowers, and the tag says you got glaucomed. Black, and then and then black black like written out in black, a picture black. of you. He's just got a gun turned sideways. Is there a gun turned sideways emoji I can send him? Show enough. I want to start a show called Undercover Homeless. It's rich people living homeless to help those that are. So it's just like, you know, rich people dressing up like they're homeless and just living in that community and then giving homeless people. The problem with that, Matt, is rich people don't (laughs) care about the homeless. They care about their business they own, which is why undercover bosses worked out, but also so we could see people interacting with their bosses in ways they wouldn't if right. they knew better. And then they, uh, and then it helps them give a little PR spin, get that good old PR spin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet it's hard to fish from a kayak. You would just flip over, right? I mean, as soon as you, as soon as you I've like, seen people do it on the Little Red River, though. They throw it wait, straight, like and, yeah. To try to use the front of the boat, so they yeah, don't straight ahead, That'd be hard. That's that's just so in case they hook the big mama of the lake, they can get pulled around like in the cartoon. Uh, if I could read lips, I would create a website with a database for every movie where there is music and no audible dialogue. You know, like they're doing a montage and you just see people walking together and they're talking, laughing and stuff. I would like to read those lips, yeah, and just like. If you were wondering what was happening in the scene and Sleepless in Seattle when they're out walking and blah, 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 this is what they were saying. It would always be disappointing, though. That website would deliver nothing but Maybe you put a good one in there every now and then. It's just fake. <laughs> just to muddy the numbers. Sort of like how the uh, I've heard that the crater, crater of Diamonds that Jeremy went to, that they'll just kind of yeah. seed it every once just in a while do. with some... Uh, unfortunately for us, they hadn't plowed since March fifteenth, and we were there like April twentieth. Oh, and fuckers, the dirt was just hard as a rock. Yeah, I bet. And needed to be plowed. Yeah, you gotta be there for. Gotta be there for plow day. <laughs> I just imagine like a bunch of old people show up on plow day morning. It's like a Wednesday. So that's you know, it's the only reason old people can be there. It's like, yeah, it came out for plow day. Yeah. So they put the, the list of what's been found out there. And somebody <laughs> found a 1.4 carat diamond just right on top of the ground. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Bullshit. What is, what is, I don't know much about diamonds. What, what is the value of a 1.4? It depends on diamonds. how it's cut. If it's uncut, it's pretty much not worth anything. It has to be, hmm. what is it? But the- cost of getting it cut is probably cut expensive. clarity and uh let's see was these all spelled with k's by the way cut, cut clarity and c- 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 catastrophe cut clarity and color color with a k all of the k's so it has to 
be cut before it has any value. And then it depends on the color and, uh, what was the other one? Clarity. Yeah. You have to look at the clarity and the cut to determine whether it's worth anything or not. Interesting. Last thing I got, I want to go to a poetry slam and just read lyrics for jingles. The world looks mighty good to me because Tootsie Rolls are all I see. Whatever it is I think I see becomes a Tootsie Roll to me. Then, you know, you could do, you know, like McDonald's, like Big Mac, uh, Special sauce, lettuce and cheese, <laughs> whatever else the thing goes. Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, Skidama. cheese. Get him a bat bat too. Pickles, onions on a yeah, man. Bun. Dig it. Mabaloni has a first name. It's O S C A R. Oh, and then they, it starts to go like freestyle shit. Where he says, uh, comes, comes jazz all of a sudden. My baloney has a second name. <laughs> it's M A Y E R. Skibbity bop bop boop bop boop bop Skibbity bop bop scoop bop 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 uh, that's all I got. I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why I say that Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. DNA. <laughs> I love this podcast. All right. <laughs> uh, let me see. if I think I do have an email. <gasps> it's a creditor. Maybe. Now I'm going to have that jingle stuck in my head. You're an asshole. Tootsie Rolls or Bologna? Oscar Mayer. Uh, uh, he has a first name. A lot of people wanting to uh, partner up with us here, I think. Uh, what do you mean? Well, this person talks about how they're from ResonateRecordings.com, and they specialize in podcast editing and production, and they would like to give us a... They like to... Uh, Edit our podcast for one episode, absolutely free. But they only, I think they only do up to like an hour. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, you have to make a lot of cuts. Oh, yeah, we're already an hour and a half, almost. Uh, then another guy. Oh, wait, that's the same guy. He sent two emails. Uh, this guy, Winbin, he's from uh, Listen Notes Incorporated. And uh, listeners use Listen Notes to discover long... Long tail content. What's that mean? Uh, E.g. podcasts they never heard of. That would be long, us. Long tail content. I'm trying to think mean. of what the misspelling there is. So your show may get some new listeners via listen notes. Yes, it's like discovering interesting new websites when you search on Google. It's like stumble upon like, the, the podcast. I, I guess so. Yeah. So. Wow! Stumble upon. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. There's nobody else. A bunch of Twitter bullshit. I just wish somebody... I mean, we've been around for 10 years. And, like, I just wish somebody would be like, hey, good job, 10 years. Somebody, like, important. Oh, or another... Like, like, 
I mean, we got people. <laughs> we got congratulations, but I mean, I want like somebody from a major podcast to be uh, like, "Happy tenth anniversary to Outlandish." Well, maybe you should listen to more podcasts. Maybe they've said it. No, yeah. How you know? Because you don't know. How do you know? How you know? They they tweeted. If you don't listen to them, how do you know? It didn't happen. I mean, you don't know anybody there, at the major podcast. There are way more people that have been in it longer than us that do like Control Out Wow and All Things Azeroth. The instance. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying they should be like, "Oh, hey, you're the greatest podcast." Let's just say, "Happy 10th anniversary to Outlandish." Maybe they and did, then, and then all their listeners will come over and try out the podcast. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, Ro. Uh, he he did a thing encompassing everything. Uh, Who? Maybe um, R H O Ro Ro Wow. I think is his uh, Twitter handle. But uh, he he. Oh my god, he covers everything. I think Blizzard. Um, they do a big uh, con before the storm, I think, is what they're doing right now. They've got a Kickstarter thing going on, con before the storm, uh, where they, they they do a big giant meetup. You can do a Kickstarter. You can help pay for this uh, meetup that they're going to do at BlizzCon, um, and you get to like have breakfast or dinner or something. I don't know with them and like all kinds of other stuff. Like it has a bunch of, it brings a bunch of podcasters in. He follows a lot. Of, he's a, he's really in touch with the community. And, um, I, I'm, I've always been, you know, very appreciative of what he's done. I have no idea who this guy is, but he sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, he, he's done a lot. Uh, he's, he tried to basically be like, um, a roundup for everybody that all the wow podcasts, all the blizzard podcasts, stuff like that out there. We did that for a minute. Didn't we? We did the weekly well, podcast we it, roundup. When we when we did it, I don't think there was that many podcasts out. Nowadays, there's like, oh my god, we did like we would do four or five, forty, fifty different wild podcasts now. It's that crazy. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's crazy. But we still have the coolest name. Oh well, no doubt. So it's, it's a little, really. little outdated, but yeah, it's always they're back at Outlands. Yeah, Right, last expansion, <laughs> and then this one. I don't know where the, the it's Frazeroth. Yeah, they're at the island thing, but yeah, Outlandish is still the best name podcast. You heard it right here, folks. I don't know. Voted best name podcast by Thinks one of the co-hosts. This is pretty good. This <laughs> is pretty good. I hit the table and like the sound yeah, went you out. Knocked out one of the things over there. You did messed up one. Anyways. I turned up my volume because I right. couldn't hear Justin. Uh, Justin, you got any closing remarks? Okay. No. This was episode 391 of Outlandish Podcast. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at letter at outlandishpodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash outlandishpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at outlandishcast. You can follow me, Outlandish Matt, uh, Jeremy Outlandish, Jer, Jer, and Justin Outlandish Beats. Uh, hey, you see I posted that video? So Just here, okay, this is a weird story. I had to disconnect your Outlandish Jer account, by the way, and put the Outlandish Cast account onto that YouTube channel. Okay, I don't know why I was. Uh, I think it's, but anyways, I don't. So what's the story? Did you change the password? No, it's say password. Okay, so I'm outside. We're getting ready to leave. We we went and ate dinner at Mandy's dad's house since we were in Texarkana, and that's where he lives. I'm talking to her brother Cody. We're talking about Call of Duty and sniper elite and i start telling him about counter-strike and how long you've played it and all this shit 
And while I'm talking to him about it, I get a tweet with that video. And I was like, what the fuck? I have never talked about this to anybody. And the moment that I do, Matt does, sends me a video, which he has never done before. Yeah. So I just pulled it out of my pocket and showed him. And he was like, wow, that looks pretty cool. I was yeah. like, yeah, you don't want to play that. It's, it, it, Matt it, just it, automatically goes around the corner and shoots because he knows somebody's <laughs> going to be there. You hear footsteps. But it's uh, it's, it's like... I don't know. It it's so frustrating. I have so much highs and lows with that game. Like I'll be like with a two to three kill death ratio where I'm getting three kills for every one death, or I'll go and have the opposite, which is one de- one kill for every three deaths. And I'm so up and down in that game, like depending on you know when I start playing and how long I play, I get worse or I get better depending on you know. I hate that game. I need to uninstall it. <laughs> I need to pull. I need to pull. I was playing. I was playing. Do it, Matt. Uh, Steam World last night, and it's like, whatever the hell your name is, is playing Counter Strike. Yeah. And I was like, man, because it takes me forty, forty to fifty minutes to play one one match. You should play Fortnite. I hate Fortnite. Really? I don't like the building aspect of Fortnite. Like, if you didn't have the build, like, I should probably play Peabog or P Pub. <laughs> player unknown battleground oh, or whatever. Yeah, I'll play that because I mean at least you ain't got to build shit. But I just don't like. I, I'm not. I can't see where the shit. So when like I watch uh, Evan Lottie like post a video or somebody else post a, and like there's somebody way off in the damn distance of like a pixel, I'm all like I I would have been dead. Like I can't. I, I'm you know as we get older, we're not I, like that's the problem is like I'm playing with kids. And Counter Strike now, mm-hmm. it's like their hand eye coordination and like reaction time is going to be way better than me at thirty going on thirty eight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just it's it's like yeah. I'm trying to live a dream that I can't give up on, but I keep wanting to play. You you did win that one thing. The video. I did win that one thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye yeah, killed the shit out of those guys. I'll tell you the thing that that made me laugh. I was almost snarky about in my tweet was. Oh look, DDoS two. That's all I like to play. I was like, well, I know it's a haul for going on fifteen <laughs> <Yep>. years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, uh, League of Legends is played on the same map every single time, and people like it that way. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, like a it's just so, like I, I want to play the other it. the other maps, but I'm just not. It's like it's more. It requires a lot more learning curve than just like knowing that I just got to look down a certain way or look this way. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I like, I, I, it's like a lot of people, like there was a certain map rotation set up and you would play like, uh, shit, Inferno and like nuke and some other damn maps. And I just, it was just so hard for me to learn the positions of them. You know, when people would call them out, I'd be like, where the fuck is that at? I don't know. What the, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you call it that? I guess. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's a lot, at my age yeah. shit like I can't remember shit nowadays, dude. You're not even forty yet. We are not old. <laughs> Feels like it though. Feels like it. Matt's like I got my retirement upcoming yeah. here in a few <laughs> years. My hand eye coordination is not what it used to be. Yeah, I gotta start planning. The arthritis has made it to where I can't do WASD as well yeah, as I, I used to. Can't click as fast as I used to. These old whippersnappers. <laughs> Get off my D-Dust, too. 
All right. Uh, thanks for this episode 391, and we'll catch you in 392. Bye. 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 Say, right, there you go. say thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you for listening. Good enough.